you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. So happy for everybody in here. It takes everybody to get to where we got right now. We get to go and play to go to the Super Bowl next week in our house. Great team win. Great team win. Defense holding them to 227 yards. We rushed rushed for more yards than they had. We rushed for 268. But it ain't about, I don't even care who we play next. It's all about the people in this room. Right? Who we play next doesn't motivate us more than the people in this room. Not letting our brother down. Yeah. Well, Coach, we know who you're playing because championship weekend, it's all locked up. Nick Sirianni's top-seeded Eagles team welcome the 49ers to Philadelphia. That's on Sunday. Uh, Both games are 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox. And then it's an AFC championship rematch. Bengals-Chiefs at the Arrowhead Invitational, 6.30 p.m. on Sunday on CBS as we welcome you inside. Good morning, football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Live in New York City, band is back together on a Tuesday. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Kyle, Mm. motion sickness, long drive up to western New York, your kids, your wife. How did everybody do going to Buffalo and back? Drove back from Buffalo yesterday's beautiful drive through the western New York uh, majestic landscape. A lot of interesting towns in western New York, a lot. There's a town outside Syracuse called Skunk City. Uh, my kids liked Buttsville, New York, B-U-T-T-Z-ville. That's a real place. Z? Yeah, Buttsville. Get a T-shirt or you don't stop? No, I didn't stop. I got a picture. There it goes. And we're back, and we have an incredible... Uh, final four teams in the NFL playoffs. I'm we very do. excited. We, we do. do. All right, let's lead into one of them, all right? Lead block. Lead block. All right, Jalen Hurts didn't put up unbelievable passing yardage in the Eagles' victory over the Sunday under the Giants' win on Saturday, but he did throw for two touchdowns and added another one on the ground. It was enough. It was plenty, all while showing the professional demeanor that has become his calling card. Nick Sirianni was asked if that demeanor that Jalen Hurts carries might waver as his quarterback faces his first NFC Championship game. You know, uh, no man suddenly becomes different than his cherished thoughts and habits, and 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 that's something that's a that's a line uh, Frank Reich used to always say to me. Oh, he's going to be that same calm, steady, uh, steady person that he is each and every week. I, I just he just does, you just don't automatically change, and so. Um, that's good. That's obviously a really important trait to have as your as your leader, as your quarterback. Um, somebody that doesn't ride the waves uh, of the season, doesn't ride the waves of a game. Uh, he stays steady and, and is truly in the moment of the next play. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I like listening to Nick Sirianni opine about honestly anything. Good I mean, luck. you could just tee him up, and then I could just listen to a go. It's fantastic. 
He has no doubts in his quarterback as the Eagles prepare to take on the 49ers at home. Two fantastic teams going head-to-head in the NFC Championship game. What about the bigger picture, though? Mm-hmm. We're, we were concerned. People were concerned about the Eagles down sure. the stretch. Yeah. Did they erase any and all late-season doubts with their divisional win, the convincing one, over the Giants, Peter? Yeah, look, I think the concern was that they didn't look like the same Eagles team from September to December in those last few weeks in January with the injury to Hurts and some of the different performances we saw. It was like, well, where's that spunk? Where's that spunk? Well, they look like they were as good as any version of the Eagles on Saturday night. And one of the key things to me is we, we saw Lane Johnson and Jalen Hurts and they were healthy. Like, yeah. I thought this might have been one of those Weekend at Bernie's deals where we're kind of carrying around Jalen Hurts like, no, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. <laughs> but you're seeing him just hand the ball off, not run. Peter, what, what is Weekend at Bernie's? What, weekend what the hell Bernie's. is that? Some movie. people might not know. A great movie from the late <laughs> 80s, early 90s where Bernie Lomax uh, is, is, a, is, a, is a boss and he takes this. He dies. His, he yeah. dies and they carry him around because they need his house in the Hamptons. So they carry him around. <laughs> they and pretend, pretend he's alive. They pretend he's alive and they prop him up. Just bobbing Sounds around. disgusting and morbid, but it's hilarious. And it's a great Halloween costume if you want to go with your two friends. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, Lane Johnson, I was worried that he wouldn't be able to walk. He's out here running and sprinting and leading good. lead blocks. And Jalen Hurts, we were concerned that maybe he wouldn't want to see contact or he couldn't throw because of the shoulder injury. He looked really good. To me, more than just the win and the blowout and what it meant, you know, from a motivational standpoint and psychological standpoint, physically, the two most important pieces of that offense to me are Lane Johnson and Jalen Hurts, and they both looked right. Now, Jalen Hurts did not take a hit hit. He didn't get that hit where you're like, oh, is he going to get up and be okay from that? Sure. You know, Talanova Hufanga will deliver that. He sure will. Okay, uh, Nick Bosa will deliver that. Yes. Eric Armstead with one arm will try to deliver Uh that. Um, They definitely were both injured, but I think there was concerns that they were far more, um, it would be more visible during the game of play, and it wasn't. They were both lights out, electric, looked awesome. Lane was throwing dudes uh, in that game. So I, that was my biggest concern going into this one. Are they going to be the Eagles team when they were blowing out the Titans yeah. and A.J. Brown was dancing against mm-hmm. his former team? Or are they the Eagles team that like Minshew is struggling against you know whoever and we're just trying to throw out an offensive line and hoping to get by? I think they're okay. I think they're mm-hmm. healthy. Uh, are they as good as they've been all season? Yeah, they were on Saturday night. Yeah, A.J. Brown in that game was giving a goalpost a spanking, kind of reminding them of, you guys let me go in that game against the Titans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to piggyback off what you said, and I'm going to specifically talk about Jalen Hurts. He's the key. And when we talked about the way they finished the season, it was like, all right, are they going to get their quarterback who played at an MVP level? Are they going to get him back, and are they going to get him back at full strength? And watching that game against the New York Giants, it wasn't the fact that they beat the brakes off the Giants that was impressive. It was Jalen Hurts. Was Sirianni going to be calling those design quarterback runs? Earlier in the game, he called him, and Jalen Hurts slid. And it's like, all right, well, is he sliding because of his shoulder, or is there just too many defenders around him? And we saw as that game went on, he looked more and more comfortable with design runs. And the coaching staff, they felt comfortable to call those plays and dial them up. And that has been a huge part of the Philadelphia Eagles running game. And both running backs, Miles Sanders and Gainwell, both had really good games. And a lot of that is because the threat of Jalen Hurts to run the ball when he's putting it in their chest. So, to me, they definitely look back to form. They were rolling on all cylinders. The defense has been there all season. You know, I, I think look forward to next season and look at December when your teams are coming down the stretch and jockeying for position. 
the sweet nectar of the bye week. Mm. So yeah. powerful. Mm. And, and I listen, I'm coming back from Buffalo. Do you know how badly the Bills needed that bye week that they did not get? I, I think we would have seen a different team in, in that round. Meanwhile, Chiefs come through, Cruz, Eagles come through, just destroy. I think that was massive for Hurts, not only to heal, but all the stuff Peter's talking about. They had some kind of weird juju going on. They were sloppy. It was just kind of messy. Control alt delete a couple weeks and just wreck the Giants. Mm. I, uh, the only doubt was, oh my gosh, he's kind of favoring that shoulder. Now we got something. It's kind of like with the Niners. Wow, Purdy finally did look a little wide-eyed. No, neither of those things happen. And I just think, like, in terms of doubt across this whole field here, I don't see any doubt anywhere. I mean, I know we're going to talk about Mahomes' ankle, and we'll see. But Peter said this yesterday. Three of these four teams were in this round last year. Um, All four teams have been in the Super Bowl in the last six years as organizations. Like, this is Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, UCLA. There is no George Mason. There's no VCU. These are all one seeds. They're all loaded. I also, like, I, I just think they're all very likable teams. Like, I think these teams are all cool. They all have swagger. They all have confidence. And there was going to be a big record scratch if the Eagles eked out a 17-16 win over the Giants and Jalen Hurts looks messed up. Mm. He didn't. Designed runs, not just protecting him either. Uh, I don't have any doubt at all. I think the only doubt in the whole field is maybe Mahomes' ankle, which we'll get into. But the Eagles look like they're ready to roll. They do. Now you're speaking my language. I always contend when it comes to the Final Four in any sport. (laughs) I I love a Cinderella story until it comes down to the Final Four teams. Like I want the best teams. I don't. I I like a good story. I I agree. I love it. But then I want the best teams. I think Florida Gulf Coast, great. Like, Giants. <laughs> it was great to talk about you all last Dunk week. City. Jaguars. City. Yeah, but, it's like, awesome. Right. Poof. We're good here. I love it. Poof. You know, there there is a comfort and a confidence that I find fantastic about Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. And I, I have this sense. I have a theory. All right. Let's go. Early to mid-December, Eagles are coming down the stretch. They could attain the one seed. It took them until the final week of the regular mm-hmm. season to do so. But... I almost get a sense Jalen Hurts gets hurt. And they're like, you know what? We're good here. If you get us to January, if we get ourselves to January, mm-hmm. God willing, we lock up a one seed. We don't have to really show anybody nothing down the stretch in late December. What does it matter? I know we were all obsessed with that December 24th game against the Cowboys. Yeah. Eagles didn't really care. They're like, let's put Gardner Minshew out there. It'll be fine. They could have. The, the way they played, everyone else is freaking out about it. Honestly, I don't think they were that concerned. Mm. Gardner Minshew changed the identity of that team, and I think it was an understood thing in the locker room within Philadelphia that, like, listen, we're not going to look the same. Everyone else is going to freak out about this. We don't have to. There is still a way, and they executed that way, to attain the one seed, and they did that in that final regular season game against the Giants. Here's what you're looking at this season when Jalen Hurts was down versus when he was in the lineup. I think Nick Sirianni knew all along. I think he coaches guys up all along to say, all we need is for this guy to be good by January 10th, and this is what we're going to get back to. And to hell with anybody who's going to question us along the way. And frankly, we were kind of uncomfortable last week when we used the word juggernaut with the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, Mm -hmm. why didn't we do that with the Eagles? Is it really just because Mm -hmm. of the two to three weeks we saw from them in December? Yes. I think it's kind of unfair because now that is a word that I want to apply to this team at this point. 15-1 and with him. But is there any team in the Final Four that's not a juggernaut? Yeah, that's true. It's like the Niners haven't lost, I think, since September or something crazy like that. All they're on these winning streaks. Like, this is a battle of juggernauts. It's incredible. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of juggernauts. We got Tom Pelissero. Exactly. Uh, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Yes, it's Tom Tuesday. Exactly. (laughs) I went there. What's the latest on a couple of ailing Niners running backs? Please, I don't want anything that alters the fantastic nature of this game. 
Well, Jamie, 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan says his top two running backs are both day-to-day with injuries, but Shanahan says both are expected to play in Sunday's NFC Championship game against the Eagles. Christian McCaffrey dealing with what Shanahan referred to as a calf contusion. McCaffrey was seen on the sideline during last week's game, kind of working on that calf We'll see through the course of the week how much, if any, work he gets in practice. Elijah Mitchell, meanwhile, is dealing with a groin injury. Again, to monitor him through the week, but not expected to be an issue come Sunday. Meanwhile, for the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes dealing with that high ankle sprain, but Coach Andy Reid reiterated that Mahomes' mindset is he's going to play. Reid also said that back in 2019, the ankle injury that Mahomes suffered in week one, this one is not as serious as that one. And one week after that one in 2019, Mahomes went out and threw for 443 yards and four touchdowns in a blowout win over the Raiders. The Chiefs will monitor Mahomes through the course of the week to see how much work he gets in practice. Though, as Reid said, he has done some amazing things with limited time. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You take advantage of the moment. Part of the game. Chase straight ahead into the end zone. No! No! Touchdown! Mr. Relevant. Y'all getting a show out of this, huh? Tackled from behind. Ooh. What a catch by George Kittle. Mahomes, magic. Debo Samuel all the way. And the dynamite has detonated early with Christian McCaffrey. Try to run forward and go to the end zone standing. Down and purdy, baby. Let's go. Let's it fly. He is going deep and it is caught for a touchdown. A.J. Brown. Sam Hubbard scooped it up and ran the length of the field. All right. Those are the faces for your NFL championship weekend. Calendar set. Games are all locked up. 49ers will take on the top-seeded Eagles in Philadelphia on Sunday, mid-afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern kickoff on Fox. Then it's an AFC championship rematch between the Bengals and the Chiefs in Kansas City uh, at Arrowhead, 6.30 p.m. on CBS. Stage manager Dan is having fun behind the camera. He's got you the should. level. Football should be fun, Dan. He's got the level. I All right, it. welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trafford Jerky. Live in New York City, it's Tuesday, January 24th. I'm J.B. Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Peter, are you of the firm belief that the cream has bubbled to the top here yes. and we are being gifted an unbelievably talented football weekend? All right, so earlier we said there's no Cinderella team this Do year. You like that? There's a Cinderella story in Purdy, but he's yeah, surrounded by sure. so much talent that Cinderella I don't think... Like it. The cream rose to the top. We had the one and the two seeds in the NFC, and we have the one and the three seeds, but we have three of the four teams that played in the championship round back this year. So to me, the cream has risen. And to your point, I think if Buffalo had a bye, maybe... They didn't, they, have, they didn't have anything they didn't. on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Didn't have enough juice. So here we are. The best four teams remain. It's awesome. It's awesome. We always have these pieces of paper in front of us from the weekend looking ahead and like, this is Kyle's worst nightmare is when there's just two games yeah. left. I like so when sad. A lot of games. Like when there's a lot of games, all right? But this is it. This is what we have left. All right, time for the lead block. Time for the lead block. Here comes a question. Is Patrick Mahomes' ankle worth freaking out yeah. over? 
Are you going to freak out over it, Jay? I already am. Of course. Um, freaking out, there's levels to it. So sure. I think you're not kind of running out the house, screaming, running down the street, because he's going to be out there. Like, you're going to have Patrick Mahomes. He's going to show up there. He's going to be there, the quarterback for his team this weekend. Mm. I think the thing where you look at it is he came back in that second half but he wasn't a quarterback that was mobile making throws outside the pocket. And where Patrick Mahomes is most dangerous and at his best, yes, he can do it all from the pocket if you need him to do that. But it's those off-schedule plays that he makes, the ones where he's running down the sideline, and next thing you know, he just flips it to McKinnon versus yeah. the Broncos this year, and he takes it in for a score. It's those plays that we know and we love that we see from Patrick Mahomes. We talked about Joe Burrow earlier. We said, hey, one of the reasons we're talking about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes is because of the amazing and crazy plays they make, the no looks, and all of those things that happen outside the pocket. So Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be out there. He's going mm-hmm. against the Cincinnati. Bengals defense that we watched this past week, their defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, came up with pressures and different disguise looks that had free runners at the quarterback and Josh Allen. Will Patrick Mahomes be able to escape those type of plays and be able to keep them mm-hmm. alive and make those off-schedule plays? Hey, that is the question. What is your level of freaking out? You, like, Is it like there's a spider in the house or like there's a squirrel? And like, Are you losing it? Like, Which one is it? <laughs> There's a mouse. Squirrel mouse. Are, squirrels are bigger. They're, they're, they're less kind of predict. You don't, you don't usually see a squirrel in a house. <laughs> but a mouse, sometimes they creep in and still kind of nervous. Watch, you jumping up. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> I got to be the brave, tough yeah. one in the uh, house. I, I'm, I'm not freaking out, but it's not all things being It's not Mahomes versus Burrow week one. Mahomes is hurt. Yeah. And, like, adrenaline could have been one of the reasons why he was able to gut that out. They're going to have some treatment this week, and I think Jay Glazer had a very positive report on Sunday on the Fox pregame where he was like, he woke up feeling much better and the ankle's in a much better place than it was Saturday night. But yeah, and I look at this game, like, the Chiefs are at home in another AFC Championship game, and they're barely favored over the Bengals. I think people know, like, this is a major deal. It's fair to be skeptical. It's fair to say that this is not 100% Mahomes. It's fair to say, gosh, if he can't do anything off schedule and he's hobbling around, he could be a lesser version of Mahomes. I was wondering if they might be underdogs in this game. They might be by the end. I think it's shifting that yeah. way. And yeah. We don't go that's, that way on this show no, too I know, often. That's not what we talk about, but, but that's a thing. It's been a massive shift towards yeah. that. So I think people who have You know, real interest in this game when you talk about everyone, as far as Chiefs fans, as far as Bengals fans, as far as us objective viewers, I think you'd be kidding yourself to say that the ankle's not that big a deal. Mahomes played after that game, and he played really well in January when he played against the Jaguars, or he threw a bunch of touchdowns against the Raiders on a high ankle sprain. Guys, that's fresh. That's that's eight days removed from a real injury. And I don't know. I don't think Mahomes looked the same. He gutted it out and was fantastic and was heroic, and I gave him the game ball yesterday. But, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Bengals' defense is awesome, and it's coming. Yeah, I mean, you just mentioned the Jaguars and the Raiders. It's Lawrence and Derek Carr. That's, yeah. not, that's not this guy. That's yeah. not Burrow. <laughs> I'm, fr- yeah, I'm freaking out. I'm also freaking out because I, I like this set. We've talked about I like the four teams. I mentioned it's like Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, and UCLA, and I feel like we're coming to the Final Four, you know, Danny Manning or, or you know, <laughs> Bobby Hurley's like, mm. I don't want them limping. I want my guys out there. Yeah. We ordered a set of like these four commemorative coins or porcelain figures or whatever, and they show up and like the Chiefs one is cracked. I- I'm pissed off about that. Tyler Hansborough's not going to go. I mm. need Psycho T. Oh, no. I need Psycho T. Um, and I feel like Psycho T is, is, is got his ankle wrapped and I, I don't yeah. like that. Cherokee Parks, get out there. Need Cherokee. Um, 
Yeah, they're playing the Bengals. They, he hasn't been able to beat them on a healthy ankle. This yeah. is a huge deal. Yeah, uh, They can beat the Bengals. I don't know if they can beat them if Mahomes isn't 100%. Like, I hate to talk in absolutes on a Tuesday, but the Bengals are incredible. The Bengals have played incredibly against them, and they've beaten a healthy Mahomes. All the off-schedule stuff, of course. All the, the, the third and 12, and we need a 13 yards, Patrick. If he's not 100%, I, I don't like it at all, and I want him to be 100%. So I think it is a big deal. It's very early. Um, there's no bye week that will come to save them. They got four, four, five, six days to get them completely right, and the clock is ticking. I want them to see them right out there. If they lose, I want the, the Bengals to beat the real Chiefs. I'm teetering on freaking out. I'm okay. teetering on it because the water's warm. The, I'm just dipping my toe okay. into being stressed out mm-hmm. about this because there's a lot of layers that this could go. Like he could just straight up not practice all week just to make sure it's right. Yeah. He could half warm up just to make sure it's right. And then he could get out there and be like, crap, I'm playing the Bengals. Like, there could be a point where, like, he hasn't warmed up properly. He looks rusty, and it's not even because of his ankle, because, like, maybe he just straight up didn't do anything all week to make... I mean, that, that's that got to hurt come mm. Sunday. I know it, like, he may have felt better. He played on pure adrenaline in the yeah. second half of that game. He wakes up Sunday morning. Maybe the swelling looks fine, probably because you just slept with it at, like, a 45-degree angle. That's why it feels better. That's going to lock up all week. This is no joke, these injuries. We hear that this is why we all cringe when injuries like this happen. Peter, you and I know this, that when CBS gets to town this weekend, on game day mornings, there's like a camera meeting. Ankle like gate. The first thing that happens in the facility on game day morning. Mike Arnold is the lead director for CBS. You know he's going to be having this camera. He's got 50 cameras at his disposal this weekend. 20 of those cameras are going to be focused on that ankle. It's going to be like, listen, he throws that ball. You do not waver. You hold Mm -hmm. that camera position Mm -hmm. because my compulsion of my obsessiveness about this ankle is going to be fulfilled by every angle we are going to get of this ankle. The CBS thing, I got triggered too when we were talking about how the the Chiefs could end up being underdogs. Can't you already picture Tracy Wilson with Mahomes after the game? So, Patrick, you guys were underdogs at home in the AFC title game. What was that like? It's kind of like the Burrow thing with the refunds. That's incredible. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah. You could freak out, but then you're like, but it's also packed from home, so you could just go out there and be like, of course he looks yeah. good. This is, I remember Dwight Freeney had the ankle going into the Super Bowl, and it was Colts versus Saints. Gronk and had was, one. And Gronk had one, and it's constant. And like James Palmer, I believe, is probably our reporter on this game. Like, this is his job now for the next four days. Yeah. Every step, every movement. And if Mahomes doesn't practice, it's a great mystery what version we're getting. Yes. You at least want to see him jog and do something. Mm-hmm. You know? My ankles are like four-week injuries. Like They're not really? just like just an ankle sprain, tape it up, you're good. Mm. There's an in-the-weeds comment. There's a procedure that guys have called a tightrope yep. that you get when you have a high ankle surgery. And oftentimes it's like on the ninth mm. day that they're allowed to go run, like, are allowed to run again. Obviously he's not having that done, but like... Maybe does he have it done if they win it? So many yeah. things. So many things. Maybe they can find a way to trade for Snoop Huntley. Just throw him out there. What do you think? Here we go. <laughs> are you hurt? I'm just kidding, Ravens fan. I'm just kidding. Mason turned his just chair, kidding. Kyle. Go? Mahomes right. has a huge contract. He got paid. I know, Guys, I know. Tom Alicero is boomeranging <laughs> back into the program with some breaking news on the coaching front in New England. What's going on, Tom? Breaking news might be strong since this was long expected, but Bill O'Brien is headed back to New England. The Patriots are expected to name him their offensive coordinator again later today. O'Brien was previously on staff with New England from 2007 through 2011 before he left to go to Penn State and then, of course, eventually to the Houston Texans. Most recently, O'Brien was working at the University of Alabama. He did not coach Mac Jones there. O'Brien got there in 2021, the same year that Jones was headed into the draft. You would anticipate they speak the same language, which can only help as the Patriots try to get Mac and that offense back on track. Jamie? 
Yes, he's there. Yeah, old friends being reunited in New England. We'll see how that pans out with hopefully a new direction the offense is being taken for that team. Still a lot of questions to be answered in New England. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Tuesday morning, we do a segment called We In or We Out. Here's yeah. how it works. I tee up a statement. My co-hosts are going to tell me whether they agree or disagree. You at home, you chime in as well. Let's start off with Sunday. Kyle, mm-hmm. you were there. After mm-hmm. the win over the Bills on Sunday, Joe Burrow <laughs> got to the microphone with CBS Sports' Tracy Wilson and had this to say. Man, complete game from everybody. Offense, defense, special teams. Domination from start to finish. That's what we expected. Job's not finished. We got another big one next week on the road. Excited for it. We talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. (laughs) Burrow. Burrow's got a ton of swag, ton of personality. He's also got a ton of playoff wins. Check this out. I know. He's just 26 years old. He's got five playoff wins. He's already got three road playoff wins. Remember, the Super Bowl is considered a neutral field, so he's 3-0 in road playoff games. It's pretty amazing. He's 26 years old. Here's the statement. Even though he's going to his second AFC Championship game in two years, Joe Burrow is still somehow underrated. Mm -hmm. Are we in or are we out? Jason McCourty. I am in on this, and I'm going to read a statement from you. That I said in August, Bengals (laughs) will have somewhat of a letdown season this year. It won't be all roses. They're not just going back to the Super Bowl to represent the AFC. That was the doubt that I had, Sydney, in this seat in August talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. And I underestimated the ability, the leadership of their star quarterback, Joe Burrow, and what that position can do for a team. They had a rough start. They were getting sagged. They played the Cowboys. They played the Steelers. Burrow didn't play his absolute best. But, man, did they turn this thing around. And I think we still, all of us talking, we still continue to talk about the Mahomes and the Mm -hmm. Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. And we're like, yeah, Burrow's really good, too. Mm -hmm. But he he, he beat these guys. He's the top dog now. So we have to give him his love. We have to give him his respect. But I say we have to give him his flowers. This guy deserves it. Continues to win the big game. Joe Burrow, the robot, definitely underestimated. (laughs) Underrated, but I don't think that's going to happen anymore. That's very big of you to admit that from back in August. I do. I'm in on this only because I love an underrated Joe Burrow. Yeah. I just want him to continue to be underappreciated, underrated, because we, get, we keep getting quotes like this. His, this man's entire football career, people have been obsessed with telling the underappreciated, underrated story. Joe Burrow, again, a reminder, grew up in Ohio. His dad, he grew up a little bit in Nebraska because his dad was a coach at University of Nebraska. Joe Burrow's brother played at Nebraska. When he was getting recruited, allegedly, Nebraska football went to him and was like, you're not good enough to play on this team. Mm -hmm. Chip on his shoulder. Goes to Ohio State, gets buried on the quarterback bench. Goes to LSU. He's this northerner kid from Ohio, goes to LSU, comes out on senior night with the Burrow classic image, Mm B-U-R-R-E-A-U-X. People were obsessed with this. Mm -hmm. 
He ingratiated himself in LSU. People fell in love with him. He won them a national championship, a team that was just battling the best of the best in the SEC. Goes back to his hometown team in the Cincinnati Bengals. He will forever be the underdog. I want to be in on this statement because this is the only version of Joe Burrow that I like because <laughs> mm. we get answers like this from him. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I, I think it's over. He gets his flowers. It, I think it ended in a couple drives into that Bills game. I think it was <laughs> going on for a long time, and I think it's over now. I think it's like... All right, he's winning. He's constantly beating these guys. Enough. If we're still having the conversation and we're not paying attention, I think some of it has to do with optics. I really do. Because all he does is win, win, win. He doesn't jump over people. He doesn't do no-look passes. Like, when, when he wins Instagram, it's because of his clothes and his outfit. Like, there's something about his style of play that is just so solid and effective, but it's not, like, electric by today's standards. And I don't, I don't want to insult him. He's amazing. But he doesn't do those little clip things like that even Lamar does or even Justin Fields does. Like, all he does is just run around a little bit, move really well, and make a perfect throw every time, which should be enough. But in this world of just eye candy and clicks and likes, you know, Josh Allen jumps over somebody from the Chiefs and everybody's head explodes. And Mahomes goes behind the back or whatever and everybody's head explodes. But I think it's, back to the point, I think it's over. I, I think there was a thing for a long time, Peter, and I think... When he beat the Bills and then he did that press conference, I think it's it's over now. I think he's looked at as, as one of the best, if not the best. Yeah, I, I agree with you now. I would say the reason going into the season maybe was it was like, okay, sh- do it once, do it again, yeah. and then show us. I think there was like a hesitancy to just crown him right away. So you would hear Rodgers, Brady, even you'd hear Mahomes, Allen, even Lamar. Those you'd hear guys, Herbert. Yeah. Herbert. Yeah. Like, those guys were a little bit. Isn't that crazy, though? Because he He went, took his team. A lot of those guys, I know. Allen, Lamar, like, they haven't been to a Super Bowl. I know. I know. I know. I know. But I, know. I think now you go back-to-back AFC championships. Yeah. If you go back-to-back Super Bowls, when we're talking about historic stuff. Right? I know. I know. One of the greatest starts to an NFL career. Um, underrated right now? Probably not. Underrated going into this season, despite what he did all last year, I think yeah. that was fair to say. I think he was underrated going into last week's game. Yeah, I, yeah. I, think, yeah. I, think, right. I think he was underrated three days ago. Yeah. And I don't think he is anymore. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. And you guys know, it's something that we like to do to get something off our chest. We got- and we call it Taco Bout It. And each and every week, I stand up here, I highlight defensive guys. Big plays, big hits, big tackles, all of those fun things. But today... It's not just about the defense. It's another group of players that need some love, too. Today, I want to talk about the kickers and give them some credit. So let's go to this past week, and let's start on Saturday. Arrowhead Chiefs are up by 10 in the fourth quarter, but there's still plenty of time left. Harrison Bunker boots it down the field. Jamal Agnew is returning it, and he starts to go, and it's like he's breaking tackles. He's finding space, and it's one of those moments where you're like, he could go. Harrison Bunkner shows up, and you guys know on Twitter he likes to call himself Butt Kicker yep. 7 and dives, trips up Agnew, stops a potential touchdown. A significant play in that game where Bunkner shows up for his team, doesn't allow them to make it a three point game. But Harrison Bunker wasn't the only one making tackles this past weekend as a kicker. Sunday night, San Francisco 49ers up by seven at the end of the fourth. Robbie Gold kicks off. Cavante Turpin, a scepter winner himself of Angry Ones, has a return. He's coming back. He's making his moves, showing his skills, dodging, weaving, doing all of those fun things. But all of a sudden, Robbie Gold's back, puts his back into it, an immovable object himself, and doesn't let 
Turpin score the touchdown. You can even see Robbie Gold gets up and he's just like, I'm kind of over this thing. I'm too old to be out here making tackles. But nonetheless, he saves the touchdown and he saves the day for his 49ers. Kickers need love too. You can add a little hashtag to that. Mm -hmm. But they're not the only two that have made tackles. We can look over the course of the NFL and we can look at some of the guys like Harrison Bunker, like Robbie Gold, coming up, making tackles and stopping returners. And to do so, let's look back and let's look at some of the best tackles in the NFL over the last few years by our very own kickers. Nice. And here comes Nixon on the left side. 45-50 knocked out by the kicker. McGay forced him out. Wow. Circling here to the near side, 25. Kenyon Barner. Whoa! Matt Bosser. Here comes Cordero Patterson. 35-30. Fumbles the football. Recovered by Green Bay. Mason Crosby ripping the football out of there. On his feet across the 30. And Morstead makes the tackle of him at the 48-yard line. A touchdown-saving tackle by Thomas Morstead. He's got a lane down the sideline. McAfee's the only guy. And McAfee drills him out of bounds at about the 45. Pat did a heck of a job getting him out. Whether you're a punter, whether you're a kicker, if you line up on kickoff and your foot hits the ball and you make a tackle, you need some love, especially if you get up after it. Guys, I throw it to you. You see these guys out there making tackles during meetings. They're in there playing golf. They're having a blast, but they show up on Sunday and they get Never mind us. You've been on a team where you've had your kick returner get brought down by a kicker and he comes to the sideline. How's that? Oh, you kill him. There's no way. (laughs) Turpin, like, run to the sideline. This way, that way. Do not let Robbie Gold turn his back and make the tackle. Can't do it. Can't have it. You know what, Jay? Just because they're playing golf during the meetings, doing putt-putt, doesn't mean they don't have unrelenting rage that they need to release sometimes, okay? So they see an opportunity to hit somebody. They don't get that opportunity a lot. I don't blame them. They just want to hit a guy. You think? I think so. Peter, can you rank Once your, your top while. four tackling kickers left in the playoffs? Ooh, left in the kick. Well, Robbie Gold's not number one. Robbie no. Gold, he did, he did not miss a single kick in playoff history for him. He's one of yeah. the greatest playoff Burr. kickers ever. He's yes. so clutch. That is not a tackle that Robbie Gold had. I respect Robbie. He knows I think he's going to win the way to play. I, I, he might win the way to play. Robbie is literally ducking away from any contact. Turpin runs into his back. I don't, does that count as a tackle on the stat sheet? In the stat sheet, it definitely does. He made contact. You get a tackle. Yeah. Somebody runs out of bounds, and you're the closest defender. It counts as a tackle. Uh, so Robbie Gold using his back 100% counts as okay. a tackle. I think oh. Evan McPherson's the Chuck Cecil of the kickers. Yeah, he does. He's, he's, look out. He's coming. He's coming. Chuck, Chuck Cecil. I like, I like that. He was my defensive Coordinator, my rookie year, yeah. Oh my gosh, Chuck, I Chuck is hit. a crazy person <laughs> on the hey, field I, as well. Over a sports illustrator, legend, man, special teams legend. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill, so you can stay in there as long as you want. You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.